there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or you'll just always hear a lot about Jesus, because I truly do believe that the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we will naturally desire the things of this world, and the easier it will be to simplify our lives. So thank you for joining me for another episode this week of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I wanted to talk today a little bit more practical. I feel like the last few weeks have been some more very, uh, I don't know, what's the word, emotional or heartfelt episodes, you know, kind of digging in. Um, I talked about my anxiety a couple of weeks ago and how simplifying has been key to that. Last week I talked about, you know, living more um, simply in a world of HGTV and Pinterest and all that stuff. Um, And so I, and I also talked about having less clutter and more joy recently. And I feel like I've gotten a lot of um, messages from you all. If you were one of those who emailed me or messaged me recently to say that the podcast podcast has blessed you. Thank you. Um, I'm so grateful to know that these podcasts are getting out there and encouraging others. So I did get into a lot of topics that seem to touch a nerve and uh, people have been writing me and I'm so grateful for that. And I've also get a lot of emails about more practical tips and I never feel like I'm really this practical tip person because who am I to give practical tips? (laughs) I don't feel like I have a gotten this thing down pat. I don't feel like my home is at all like perfection. I don't have any big tips. So I did though want to talk about that and address the issues that people have asked me, you know, like what do I do with kids and chores and how do we handle meals and how do we handle keeping it simple um, with, um, you know, various things of organization in your home or cleaning and all that stuff. So I thought I would address that today. I'm sure we'll get to the heart of things as always, because I really can't keep Jesus ever out of my podcast. Um, Before we start, though, I would like to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing um, Christian publisher. If you're in the homeschooling world, you know them from their amazing curriculum, science curriculum. They have Bible. um, They have a literature. They have writing. They have all sorts of things. Most people know them for the science, but they have tons of resources. There are are also many, many resources just for the Christian family. Maybe if you don't homeschool, lots of encouraging books and um, devotionals and things like that. So please go check out Apologia at Apologia.com. They are definitely one of my favorite publishers out there, and I'm so grateful for their sponsorship. So like I said, today we're going to talk about some practical tips. <laughs> and this is the this is the irony of this podcast. I'm recording this podcast late. This podcast is not going out at the normal time. And go figure, here I I'm trying to talk about practical tips and and real life, and uh, this is as real as it gets, right? The podcast just did not get done in time this week. So that's just a um, great example of how, you know, we try to make all these elaborate plans and systems and we put everything into place, but you know what? Life is always changing things. And this week, it wasn't that it was an especially crazy busy week or anything like that, but... Sometimes you get crazy busy just internally, and I feel like that's where I was this week, and every time, you know, when I go to sit down and do the podcast, I feel like I need to be in the right frame of mind, and um, 
I wasn't. I wasn't until today. So it just got away from me this week, but I was determined to get it out there. So it will be going out a day late. And hey, that's a better late than never, right? So um, anyway, I say that because we're about to talk about, you know, my real life methods and how I sort of, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you homeschool and you um, have a ministry and you, you know, travel, you know, and you do these things. How do you do it all? What systems do you use? What methods? And I'm like, uh, God, <laughs> that's just it in a nutshell. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants and God is in control. No, really, I don't. I don't have any major things. So that's why I say it's hard for me to like get on here or even write about on the blog, you know, these practical tips. Years ago, years and years ago, I, as an early blogger, was involved in one of these um, blogs that was a contributor blog and it was about homemaking and you know, I realized quickly when I was in there that this isn't my expertise. There's a lot of great people out there um, that are experts in home organization and in meal planning and chore charts and implementing all those things. And that is not the gift God has given me. I feel like mine is more for encouragement and getting to the heart of things. However, I understand that because I talk about simplifying and how to keep our lives simple, a lot of people want to know... <clears throat> you know, exactly how that looks on a day-to-day -day basis in my home. So today we're going to talk about that real life methods, what I use for cleaning and for meals and for planners and a little bit of homeschooling I'll touch on, um, for chores with kids and all that stuff. So as you know, I keep it simple. So I'm going to tell you, I don't, I have a whole post about this somewhere. <clears throat> I will link it in this um, episode webpage about how years ago I went back to the basics. I was like, you know what? I'm not color coding my life. I am not trying to make my life feel in control because I have, you know, the color coded system and I have, you know, the perfect planned life. Um, for me, and I'm not saying again out there that if that's you, that that's bad. But for me, what happened was I felt like for many years, um, especially early on when blogs and things became big and I was homeschooling and it was my early years and I was seeing, wow, there's all these methods to do things. Uh, and I was trying to copy like every method there was out there, you know, and, um, I felt like, you know what, a couple years into that, I was like, I'm going back to the basics. I think about our grandmothers, right? They did not have the luxury of scrolling through Pinterest to find these meal plans and these, you know, freezer meal systems and these, you know, batch cooking and um, couponing and all these things. They didn't have the luxury of... Um, having literally Pinterest boards, this blows my mind, related to how we plan, right? Planners, that's a huge market. There is an enormous market and people aren't just planning their life by like writing down on a calendar. It's like a whole community and culture of how the planner looks and decorating it. And, you know, it's really become like a crafting hobby. And, um, and nothing wrong with that if you're one of those planning people. I'm just saying, you know, sometimes I think we forget about the function of the thing we're trying to achieve and we get wrapped up in how we are doing it rather than what are we trying to achieve. You know, um, it's more about how we implement it than why we are implementing it. Because basically, in order to plan your life, you really need like a piece of paper 
and a pencil. You don't need, you know, a fancy planner. You don't certainly don't need like the washi tape and the stickers and the highlighters and all that stuff. Obviously, if that's a hobby and a craft and that's fun for you and you enjoy that. However, I think sometimes we lose sight with anything, like with chores and kids. You know, years ago, our grandmothers were like, uh, here are your chores. You live here, you're a child, these are your chores. Now we have like a sticker chart, a reward system, a jar system. Um, you know, we, we implement all these fancy things and we're so um, focused on making those systems work. And when it fails, then we're like, oh no, the kids are, you know, uh, we're failing as parents. They're not, they're not learning. You know, sometimes it's like, you don't need all that stuff because life has consequences in itself, in and of itself. And we want to teach our kids that. So I understand like the reward system with a chore chart and, you know, you want to teach your, your kids that there are consequences if you don't get your jobs done. However, I don't know if the chore charts teach that because they're more of like, here's your reward for doing your thing. So we're going to talk about that in a minute. I'm going to talk about chores in just a minute. But so that's the overall idea is like, okay, let's look at our methods of how we keep house, how we um, homeschool our kids, how we handle meals, how we do all these things. Are we getting wrapped up in that Instagram culture and that, you know, Pinterest perfect culture, which I talked about on last week's episode, or are we really just wanting to get things done? And I know at the heart, most of us really do just want to get things done. So why are we making it more complicated by implementing all these things in order to get the things done? You know what? If you strip it all down and go back to the basics, I always go back to thinking of my grandparents. Like, a a planner, they had like a little date book or, you know, a little calendar on their wall. And, you know, maybe grandma kept a little lined, no, a lined pad of paper and made a list, right? Or meals. Oh my goodness. They did not at all do what we do with the meals. They just wanted to feed their families and they were happy to feed their families. And a lot of times they were, you know, doing what they knew that was maybe passed on a recipe from generation to generation and, you know, making the recipes, but it wasn't about, I don't know, impressing others or, or whatever it is with, with all of our fancy gadgets and gizmos. You know, our culture right now has really taken things to a whole new level. I think the social media is really key to why that has happened because not only are we planning our lives, we're taking pictures of how we do that and then showing it to other people or people have entire businesses based on, you know, this whole planning community or, um, you know, meals. That's another huge business. Now people are, you know, blogging or selling products or methods or ways, you know, there's webinars, there's uh, free, this free, that books, downloads, you know, we used to have the Betty Crocker cookbook back when I was little, you know, that was how you got by as you know, you got that for your wedding. I couldn't imagine now it's probably like, so much more complicated, but you know, you got the Betty Crocker cookbook and there you were, you were good to go. Now it's like, oh, you must have a meal system and a meal chart or, um, a meal, what is it? Planning system. Um, you know, there's freezer cooking, batch cooking. There's like all these things, not to mention all the, you know, Pinterest perfect recipes. So, you know, our, I think our grandmothers really, they just, wanted to feed their family and they had breakfast, lunch, and dinner and it was done, you know? And so again, are we forgetting like the, what is our goal, um, to plan our life, to feed our family, you know, those kinds of things. So I'm going to break it down into the different sections really before, um, I start going off on too many tangents here. <laughs> so, um, let me look at cleaning first. Okay. I do not have at all 
any kind of those method of cleaning. I know there are all kinds of things online you can follow, like checklists, you can follow, you know, zone cleaning, you can follow um, all these different things that are out there. And, you know, growing up, I just remember that my mom, my mom's a really good cleaner. I did not inherit that gift from her at all. She is an amazing cleaner, housekeeper. Her house always is perfect. Mine, not so much. Um, and so, you know, growing up though, I mean, I just remember that my mom didn't have a system. I mean, I know she probably did because she's super organized. Um, I know, I do remember she had a day to change the sheets. I believe it was Mondays. We always had to change the sheets and stuff like that. So she did, I'm sure, have something like in her head, but not like a formal system um, that she was following, like some kind of checklist. But I think... Now, I am opposite of my mom. I am not naturally good at that stuff. I don't, I'm sorry, mom. I don't have a sheet cleaning day or anything like that. I admitted this recently somewhere on, I think it was Instagram or something. I was like, uh, I'm just being real. Um, no, this is on Facebook. In, in my Bible-based homeschooling community group, we were chatting about, you know, our different things that we're good at and not good at. And I was saying, I don't have a sheet cleaning day. It's more like, oh, when was the last time we changed the sheets? <laughs> So I'm just freely admitting that, keeping it real. Sorry if you're out there and you think I'm terrible. But, um, you know, so there are certain things that I definitely fall by the wayside. I am definitely more of a fly by the seat of your pants kind of like I could really write out like on Mondays I'm going to clean this and on Tuesdays I'm going to clean this and I'm going to have a system. And I guarantee you I would never stick to it because I find that life doesn't stick to my plan. Isn't that something? Life doesn't always stick to these plans. So I am more with cleaning um, very much just go as we go. Like if you came to my house, I think you would think it was clean. Like it's not dirty. It's definitely um not very cluttered. I like to keep things um, picked up. So I am definitely someone that is as I go. It's not like Monday's my big cleaning day. I'm just like all throughout the day, we pick up as we go. I wipe down the counters as we use them. I wipe down the stove as I use it, you know. One thing my mom always taught me when I was younger was like, she didn't say like Wednesdays we clean the bathroom. She cleans the bathroom every single day. And so, you know, when I take my shower in the morning, when I'm done, I always wipe up everything, you know? And so there's not this big day that's like, oh, the dreaded bathroom cleaning day, you know? So that kind of stuff. Um, I don't have a day to wash the floors. I don't have a day to vacuum. I just do it as needed. And it works for me. I don't have any chore charts I don't, uh, for me, for I'm talking about for myself right now. I don't have any kind of like chart that I follow. So I keep it simple that way. Could I do better in that? Absolutely. So for those of you out there asking me for advice, maybe I'm not the one to ask, but <laughs> you know, works for us where we're definitely like, I don't have a certain laundry day. My kids all do their own laundry, but um, for me, honestly, I do the laundry when the basket's full. And I pretty much do the laundry every day for Steve and I and the towels I do. So um, it would be probably every day every other day but again there isn't one day when the kids were younger and I was doing everybody's laundry for a little while I did have a system in place so if you're out there with little ones the system I used with them was I had the three boys and then I had Grace and and Steve and I and I would do the towels on one day and I would do like kids laundry I think it was the boys on one certain day you know Grace's on one certain day like I did do that but again, 
life is constantly changing. So to stick with that would be silly. And then my kids all started doing their laundry, their own laundry, you know, definitely as teenagers, if not earlier. In fact, my youngest is nine. He'll be 10 in November. He just learned to do the laundry this week. And he asked me, he said, you know what I want to learn today? I said, what? He goes, how to do my laundry. I was like, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. So they are all responsible for their own and they put it away. They do the whole thing. So, you know, if you want to ask me about kids and chores, chores definitely changed over the years too, as well as when they were little. Now, one thing I do want to go back to what I said before about the natural consequences of chores or of, you know, things like there's chore charts and all those things. Believe me, when my kids were little, I thought that's what you had to do. Like you have to make a chart because that's what I'm seeing on Facebook or on Instagram or on Pinterest. There's you know, that's what people do. They make little charts and they give stickers. And when you get so many, you get a reward. And then if you don't, you get a, there was like all these things. And I got so worried about like the chart and doing it right that I was like, I could just be training my kids to do the chores. So, um, we did try all those kinds of things. Then they were little, my little responsibility chart and all those things. And you know what? I think sometimes as parents, we underestimate ourselves. Like we don't necessarily need to have all this fluff in order to, you know, instill these things. And are they helpful? Absolutely. I'm not saying throw out the chore chart is terrible, but I'm just saying sometimes it's okay to evaluate. Like if you're feeling in over your head, maybe you don't need more systems. Maybe you need less. Maybe you just need to like scale back and stop thinking that we need like all this extra. Um, because when, again, when I think back to when we were little, my mom and my dad were like, you know, this is what you're responsible for. Now do it. Like we didn't have a chore chart. We didn't have rewards. And I'll tell you a funny story, and this is not intended at all to be like, I don't know, it might sound a little morbid, but <laughs> uh, it's just, it, to me, it stands out as an example of kids need to know the natural consequences of things. You know, well, before I tell the morbid story, for instance, if your child is responsible for doing their laundry and they don't do it, what's going to happen? They're going to run out of things to wear. They're not going to have clean underwear. Maybe some of those kids don't care. But you know what? They will realize that in order to have clean clothes, I'm going to have to do the laundry. And so, you know, they have to learn these natural consequences. My one son, it's his job to do the chickens, the youngest. He's our little farmer. He loves the chickens. He's, you know, really into life here at the little hobby farm. And so... It's his job to do the chickens, although I wouldn't say it was necessarily just his job, but all the boys would do the chickens at night. They put them to bed. In the morning, in the winter, I was doing them just because it's so cold. I felt bad for the kids, but now pretty much they do it every morning, you know, let the chickens out, feed them, water them, whatever. And at night, we have to put our chickens away. Um, they naturally go in their house, and then we shut at, when it gets dark. Chickens just naturally know it's dark, time to go to bed. So they go to bed and then we make sure we get out there and shut the door because if you leave the door opened, they are susceptible to a predator getting in. So, um, let's see, this was back in the spring, I guess. There was, um, one night where it had gotten dark and we were like, oh my goodness, the chickens, we forgot the chickens and we would never forget them. Like we always remembered when it was dark. And if we were going out and we weren't going to be home when it was dark, we would make sure to lock those chickens up before we left. And this one night we forgot. And it wasn't that much past darkness time. However, it was dark. 
Uh, so, you know, my husband and my son went out there and we thought, well, I'm sure the chickens are fine. They'll go shut the door. Well, they didn't come back for a while. And I thought, uh oh, well, lo and behold, already within 45 minutes of being dark, a predator had gotten two chickens. And so they found the two chickens out there. And then there was an opossum in the chicken house at that point. Now we don't think that he is the one that killed the chickens. We think that maybe he came because of the aftermath. Um, we think probably a fox had actually taken the chickens. I think one was gone totally and one's body was there, whatever. So anyway, they had to get this opossum out of the hen house. I'll spare you all the gory details. Then they had to, um, take care of, you know, disposing of the other chickens, not to mention that it was incredibly sad. So when that happened, it was a lesson, obviously, and oh my goodness, this is what happens when we forget. And it wasn't at all like anyone was in trouble or we were blaming. We literally all were like, how could we forget, you know? But we said that night, well, this will never happen again. We will never forget now because we remembered what happened. So, you know, a couple days later, you would not believe it. We forgot again. And lo and behold, we lost another chicken. So after that, we were just like, oh my goodness. Well, let me tell you, as horrible and sad and awful as that was, and we all realized that we made a mistake, that boy does not forget those chickens now. In fact, it's almost, you know, a little extreme where it's last night it was five o'clock and it's not dark <laughs> until at least, uh, you know, 730 or so. And he wanted to put them to bed. And he was just so afraid he was going to forget. I was like, honey, you can't put the chickens to bed. It's five o'clock. <laughs> but then I keep thinking about that. And it's like as terrible and as sad as it is, he is learning responsibility because he has suffered these natural consequences. That's what I mean when I say it's a little morbid of a story. But you know what I mean? He has suffered the natural consequences. So I can guarantee you that he is not going to forget anymore. And you know, I would say with my youngest, we didn't do any types of chore charts or any types of, you know, responsibility rewards or anything like that. And he's probably the most responsible. Um, so I think really understanding that the chore charts and those things might do a good service, especially for a very young child, but it's not necessary when they're older. And in fact, in order to be prepared for life, you know, we're not adults with little chore charts and reward stickers. So I think it might be okay when they're really little, but let's not get caught up in like trying to find this perfect system. So when, when somebody asks me about kids and chores, I would just say we need to train them very young in different chores. So from the youngest up, you know, there's age appropriate chores. Um, examples, my boys emptied the dishwasher. The littlest guy for so long, his job was the silverware because it was the easiest. Um, and then, you know, like I said, starting pretty young, they all started doing their own laundry. Um, uh, one of their jobs was to empty the trash in the bathrooms. Um, the boys always empty the, you know, trash in the kitchen. The boys also are in charge of doing the lawn. Um, that is a big job around here because we have the three acres. So one, we actually have two tractors. So one does one part of the lawn while the other does the other. And that's their weekly job in the summertime, at least. Um, so we have divided different chores up, obviously, depending on ages. And um, it has just been a more natural way of, of implementing chores. You know, you live here and these are responsibilities and, you know, not expecting it to be perfect when they're little, that's for sure. But not scolding them when they do it wrong 
you know, because you don't want to uh, discourage them from doing the chores, just being helpful. But, you know, chores just become a very natural part of our life. Like this is what we do. Like everybody has to make their bed in the morning. You know, we have to change our sheets. That's something even mommy struggles with. <laughs> you know, when did I change them last? But, you know, pretty much I'm, I'm good at doing um, ours every week. But I, like I said, I don't have a set day. I probably should to keep me on track. But you know what happens when I do that? I'll say every Monday is going to be sheet, you know, changing day. And then Monday something happens and we're busy and then all of a sudden I forget. And then I'm like, oh my goodness. So for me, it just works better to not have always a set day. Um, I'm trying to think what other chores. I mean, for little ones, even as... Um, in our old house, I remember it was one's job was at, at their real little age to get the mail, which was right at the end of our driveway, which was a tiny driveway. We lived in a little, you know, suburb. Now it involves getting the mail is going, um, across the street and all that. So that was for our older kids. My youngest has just started doing that job, but I still watch him cross the street from far away. Cause I don't know, it makes me nervous when he's out there. Um, so anyway, it just depends. So I am very simple about our implementation of chores and kids. However, I let them understand that there are real life consequences to the jobs. Let's get to meals now. <laughs> Me and meal planning and all that stuff, uh, keep it simple. I have an entire podcast episode about how I do this. Um, I will link to that in the webpage for this episode, but I don't see the benefit for me, I'm not saying for everybody, because I know people love it, of spending an entire day making meals to put in my freezer and take all those hours and all that planning when I literally make simple enough meals that it's not a big deal just to like throw it together <laughs> on the day of the meal. I think there's something to be said for cooking ahead and having meals you can just pull out of the freezer and all that. But for me, I just don't do it. It's just too much. I'm just like, my kids just want to eat. I don't need to make all this fancy elaborate plans over over meals. We don't make a big fuss about meals. You know, I talked about this before. Do you live to eat or eat to live? Like, I get that people want to eat. I get if you have a big family, you need to plan. But I don't let it consume me. We do our shopping. I plan for the week. Get, make sure I have the stuff there. And we're done. So I generally, I, I do know that if I don't plan ahead for the week, it's much more difficult on me than if I just get out when I'm looking at my calendar and I write down the meals ahead, then this way it is so much easier for me to make sure I have the ingredients on hand for the next day. And if I don't, then we can stop and get them. Or since we don't live very local to grocery stores and things like that, I do need to have somewhat of a plan. Otherwise, I mean, I am so guilty of like, especially in the summer, I hardly plan meals at all being like, I don't know what to make for dinner because we're out of everything. We have no food. So, you know, that has happened many times, especially this summer. But I generally got back into a good groove again with school starting where I look at the week ahead and I look at, you know, the days we're not going to be home is a crock pot meal. The days we're home all day, I could do something a little more elaborate, but generally none of the things I make are very elaborate. We're big on soups and chili, um, especially, you know, as we're getting towards the colder times now, I have soup nights again. Um, so far this past few weeks, every Thursday has been potato soup, which is as simple as potatoes and broth. And onions is really all you need and a little butter. And then uh, I cook it down. I blend it up in the blender, a piece of bread and a little cheese on top and you're done. And everybody's happy. I like to keep salad on hand lately so we can have salads on the side. Um, 
But other than that, we usually have like a Mexican night. Lately, we've been doing bowls, we call them. And um, it's just basically, you know, making rice and all kinds of like fixings with chicken or beans, corn, salsa. Kids love it. We all love it because everybody can kind of just make their own favorites. And I just put all the fixings out on the counter um, and everybody makes their own. We always do a taco night, which is always super easy. Um we always, I've been trying actually to do homemade pizzas again on Fridays. We always do one week, one weeknight is always crock pot chicken. So I'll cook that for the day. I just put chicken breasts in. Sometimes I make them just plain. And then depending on what I serve on the side, they can kind of doctor it up however they want. Sometimes I make barbecue, you know, it just depends, but very simple. We always have a pasta night. Uh, my kids love Alfredo sauce. Again, it's like the super easiest recipe in the world. So all these really easy things to implement because at this stage of my life, you know, if we're really busy, I don't want to be focused on being like, you know, um, some great chef. I want to be focused on being a mom. <laughs> so we like to eat. We have our favorites, but we keep it simple. But definitely for me, planning ahead is key. Planning ahead at least a week is key. When I don't do that, everything is crazy and like, I don't know what to make for dinner. Um, but when all else fails, you can always have breakfast for dinner, cereal for dinner, guys. I mean, you know what? Kids love it when you get to have a dinner like that. Um, but definitely keeping a week ahead, but no fancy plan, no color coded meal system, no make ahead, you know, huge shopping and all that stuff. I just, it, that exhausts me just even thinking about it. So, so far I've probably given you no good tips. No, <laughs> when I did this, when I did uh, have this outline for this episode, I'm thinking, well, people want to know, you know, what are my cleaning methods and what are my cooking methods? And I'm like, I don't have any. <laughs> so anyway, that's why I'm calling this real life methods. So chores, oh, planners, you know, you're going to hear me always talk about this, but we don't need to have that perfect planner. You can have a notebook, you know, just writing down a list for the week if you need to. It can be as simple as that. Actually, I have found, now I'm not going to tell you I'm one of those planner people or anything like that, but I have found a really good thing that works for me is getting one of those traveler journals. I think that's what they're called. And they're, they're just like a shell. They're like a little cover, right? And then they have these elastics and you can put in your own little notebooks. And why I love that is I have a little, um, notebook that has a calendar in it. I have several that are all just blank notebooks. So the one with the calendar, it has, it's undated. It's completely plain. I don't decorate. I don't stickers. I don't do all that stuff. I just write in the dates and I, I, you know, I have my calendar. And then with all the other notebooks, the back of the traveler journal, I have a Bible, um, notes. I have sermon notes and prayer requests all in three separate notebooks. And then in the front of my travel journal, I have, like I said, the calendar. Then I have a blank notebook for all my ideas. Cause that's, you know, when you're like a writer or, you know, I do the podcast or have my ministry so many times, I'll just like get an idea in the middle of the day and I jot it down. So it's just a place to kind of write my ideas down. If I have ideas for blog posts, if I have ideas for podcast episodes, and then I have another one of blank, another blank book where I kind of just write my goals and things kind of that I'm dreaming about, you know, like writing another book and, you know, kind of stuff like that. So in the back of the book, like I said, I have my prayer requests. I have, um, my, um, 
Bible notes and I have sermon notes. I bring it on Sundays and then in the front is more like my other stuff, like um, my lists and my calendar. And it's just a great way to keep everything in one place. And I've gone through every kind of planner there is, big planners, small planners, uh, planner systems. I can't, you name it, I have used it. And so for me, this is like putting a whole bunch of little notebooks together and it's very plain and very simple and very practical. Um, last year for our homeschool, I think it was last year, I and even this year really, I don't even have a lesson planner. I just use a blank notebook and I write in there where we're at, what we're doing. So I, again, even with homeschooling back in the day, I went through every kind of schedule, every kind of method. But you know what? I have found that I just love to stick back to the basics. I always go back to... Would my grandmothers have the time for this? If not, then I don't want to do it. I want to use my time well. I don't want to be so focused on researching the best planner, researching the best meal system, researching the best chore chart. I just want to live life. Those things are all extra. Those things are all things that we need to do and incorporate into our life, but may or not may not our life revolve around them and revolve around how we're doing this thing, right? I want to spend more time living than planning. I want to spend more time living and connecting with people than um, trying to create this perfect system. Because what I think this system does is it gives us a false sense of security and a false sense of like accomplishment. Okay, we're doing it because I've checked off all the lists on this color-coded chart. You know, so for me, I was getting very wrapped up years ago in how I was doing things. And I wanted to be like the good mom, the good housewife, the good homeschool teacher, the good Christian, you know? So I was having all these methods because, hey, we can even do it with our Bible study, right? There's methods, there's Bible journals, there's all this stuff. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to be the good everything. So I was trying to follow all those new systems that were out there that were like, read your Bible this way, journal this way, you know, clean your house this way and uh, check off all the lists and print out all these printables and laminate this and you know I was going crazy trying to keep up with it all and now I'm like I just want to live my life I want to be like my grandma you know I want to have a simple notebook where I keep my planner who cares if it's pretty when did we become so focused on how things look right what is the function of the thing the function of the thing is to help me keep my dates in order <laughs> right so it doesn't have to be like super over the top. If we're spending more time on how we are doing things than just doing things, then that's the red flag. So I would encourage you, if you are feeling like you're overwhelmed because you're not doing things right, strip half of it away. I guarantee you that less is more sometimes. So that is how I have... Um, implemented, you know, my simple methods into my life. They're really very simple. Um, it may surprise some of you. I don't, I, you know, I'm not here ever. I always say this when I talk at Simply Living for Him and I do talk about keeping things simple. I am never proclaiming to be like a minimalist or some kind of organizational guru, right? That's part of the lifestyle for me of living simply. But for me, the reason that I live simply and the reason that I want simple methods and the reason that I go back to the basics is because I want more Jesus. I don't want to be distracted by the things of this world. I don't want to be distracted by all these things that take away from my walk with him. And it's very easy these days to get so distracted. I can tell you back when I used to think I needed all these special systems, the amount of time I spent organizing 
or researching those systems online and then trying to organize my life, the amount of time that I spent going around to the different stores to find the perfect planner. I mean, are you kidding me? These are such first world problems. So for me, I realized that it is not about the thing, like the stuff. Um, I want as little as possible to get in my way of my walk with Jesus, to get in my way of my everyday intentional living, living for him. And so, you know, trying to check off the list and the meal chart, uh, the meal plans and planning all that and, you know, cooking all day and, and, um, you know, I remember just researching all the different methods of getting kids in line, you know, getting them with their chore charts and the responsibilities and the discipline and all that, you know, you know where you have the most effective way to teach your children to do their responsibilities and their chores? The Bible. Train up your children in the Lord. They will want to obey because they want to obey the Lord. You're teaching your child to love the Lord? they're going to want to obey him. They're going to want to obey mommy and daddy. It doesn't mean that they're always going to do chores without grumbling because hello, I'm an adult and I still grumble (laughs) about chores, right? So when we expect perfection and we don't get it, then we think, well, we must have to implement a system. We don't have to do that. We can expect that they're going to fail along the way. We can expect that they're going to have little bumps in the road. And that's part of the learning and the growing process. And that's part of the teaching them, the guiding them, and the training them so that they can improve each, you know, each year. You'll see improvement as your children mature. They are not going to do all chores without complaining and grumbling. Yes, it says in the Bible, we're supposed to do things without complaining and grumbling. I agree. We should teach them that, but we shouldn't when they, when we have to remember they are children that are born with a sinful nature. When, when they complain, we're like, what? How could you complain? You know, instead of that, we lovingly give them grace and say, God says to do all things without complaining. And these are chores. And like I've explained to my children, like these are chores. They're never going to go away. And if we can set that good model for them ourselves, you know, there was a time in my life when I realized, why do I complain about the laundry? It's not going anywhere. Like for the rest of my life, I will need to do laundry. So why every day do I have to say, oh, look at all this laundry? Because that is part of life. That is part of what I have to do. You know, it's very funny. I have one child who has always sort of struggled a bit with school and complaining and, you know, having that poor attitude. And this year he has completely flipped a switch. He doesn't complain anymore. And I would say to him all the time, why do you complain with your schoolwork? You, your schoolwork is never going anywhere. And you complaining about it isn't going to make it go away. Let's just tackle it. This year, the maturity finally, like the switch flipped of the maturity. And he's not complaining every day. And I said to him yesterday, as a matter of fact, why don't you complain anymore? It's wonderful. And he said, well, I just realized it's not helping anything. So sometimes we have to give them a little grace and let them mature and and pray over them and, and, and guide them, but understand sometimes that a gold star is not what you want them to be living for. Jesus is what you want them to be living for. And rewarding them with the gold star is just this, you know, kind of um, artificial reward. But the real reward is if you're obeying God, 
because you're doing things cheerfully, that's better than any gold star there is. So looking at things a little bit differently, you know, today with um, methods, this is not definitely a episode that's teaching you how to definitely don't follow my methods. I always say that, but you know, I'm sharing them with you, but I don't expect you to follow me at all and how I do things. But, um, you know, definitely not looking at it as, oh, oh, there's Simply Living for Him lady. She's going to tell me how to organize my house. No way. Hey, if you want to organize your house, get rid of your stuff. <laughs> um, but no, I'm just teasing on that. But really, the less stuff we have, the more there is to organize and the easier it is to live your life and live it for him. So I hope this encouraged you a little bit. I hope this gave you a little peek into how I live my life. You know, I am certainly a work in progress. Like I said, I got the podcast up late this week because it was just one of those weeks. So I thank you for your grace on that. Um, But, you know, we just have to sort of remember that life is short and we don't want to waste it on so many things that don't matter. We don't necessarily need all these um, systems or methods, but what we really need is Jesus. So I hope that encouraged you. If you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, I would love it if you could rate and review it. That helps me get my message out there more. I am looking forward also to speaking in the spring at the Teach Them Diligently convention. If you go over to my speaking page on the blog, you will find that I am speaking this year in Rogers, Arkansas, Waco, Texas, and um, Denver, Colorado. I'm really excited about those two new locations. For those of you who have written me that I'm not returning to some of the older locations, I know I'm sad, but it's just for this year. This year I cannot make a lot of the locations because we just have so much going on in the spring with my daughter graduating her senior year. Um, I also will be speaking. Uh, More information coming in North Carolina. We're running an event, Simply Living for Him event in January. More details will follow very shortly. So if you're in North Carolina, you'll want to be on the lookout for that. If you are not signed up for our newsletter, please go over to the website at simplylivingforhim.com and subscribe to our newsletter. You can do that right there. Um, And that comes out every week and we'll give you all the details on upcoming events or what's just going on on the blog. So I thank you again for listening. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.